1: in this edition of hoopsology justin and matt welcome duke skywalk onto the show to talk about how he went from working at pepsi to playing pickup games across the country for his life duke is set to be in the upcoming remake of white man can't jump and we get his thoughts on acting with jack harlow we also discussed the changing landscape of young basketball players in regards to their options after graduating high school duke details making money outside of the traditional college and professional systems of basketball is a viable option for up-and-coming athletes you don't want to miss this chat as we discuss just the the influence of social media onto the world of basketball and duke taking full advantage of that you don't want to miss this chat at all please email your questions to hoopsologypod at gmail.com follow us on all social media platforms also subscribe to our youtube channel we are a proud member of underdog podcast and now duke skywalker you see him on Ball is Life and on YouTube, just <laughs> destroying people on the court. I know I'm, I was obsessed with these videos during the pandemic in particular, and he will be in the remake of White Man Can't Jump. We welcome Duke Skywalker onto Hoopsology. How's it going, Duke?
2: Going good, how you guys doing?
1: Doing really well. Thanks for joining us. And I have to admit, this is an interview I've been looking forward to for a long time. Just a big fan of your work, big fan of Ballist Life. We had the founder of Ballist Life on our podcast a few years ago. So we're always tracking what you guys are doing. And it's a tradition on our show, to we're about basketball culture, um, not just Mm -hmm. the NBA, just the game overall. So we like to ask our guests either what is your favorite basketball memory or your first game, first um, memory of the game of basketball, either way you want to take it
2: uh probably my first or my favorite memory is um i didn't start playing basketball like organized until 11th grade and um i actually i got into i got into a game it was it, we went against like a, a a nationally ranked team a very good team and i got subbed in we were losing by like 20 but i got subbed in and um the ball came off and i caught like my first in-game putback on somebody and like the crowd just went wild. Even though we were down 20, they, they were just surprised. Like, you know, no one knew me or nothing like that. And just to check in and immediately just catch a put back on somebody's head, It was, that was that's a moment I'll never forget, just a feeling.
1: Now, you mentioned you started, you know, playing basketball later in life. And can you t- track your journey from, you know, your, your origin story, from high school to ending up on Boss Life and just gaining just tons of views on YouTube and it's really, you know, I think – I have to admit, I think you, I don't know, this might be hyperbole. People might disagree with this, but I think it's really changed just the sport of basketball overall. I think, you know, when Matt and I were growing up, you know, it's basically either you watch college, you watch professional, you play pickup, that's the end of it. But now there's a whole new social media element that I think you guys are on the forefront of. So can mm-hmm. you kind of describe that journey and what it's been like for you?
2: Joining a uh, ball's life, like just completely changed my life. Like, in every platform, it changed my life, like financially, um, like just being able to play basketball for a living and, you know, not, not being professional, like, as in having to practice every day, having to travel every day, you know, having to wake up, work out. I mean, obviously we do those things, but it's because that's what we want to do, you know, to be better. Um, just, you know, being just a pioneer of the realm of street ball, you know, we had the end one, but I feel like what we do is different. I mean, it's, it's street ball because we're at the parks and, you know, at the parks, everybody can play at the park. Like it, it, we, we go, ac- we come across NBA guys, uh, G league guys, overseas guys. Like it's not like we just playing, you know, just regular people that always be at the parks. Like once we, once we put the word out, guys come, you know, you know, it's a big time, it's like big time guys. Sometimes it's the locals, but you know, either way we just try to put on the show and entertain. Like that's the most important thing in my eyes. Like obviously I'm a basketball player. I love to win, but, our job is to entertain, like to keep you guys entertained to want to watch more. So, um, definitely, ball's life it changed my life for the better.
0: Duke, you've you've played on several different competitive levels. Can you describe just for our audience? I mean, we've we've had a lot of talk with. You know, NBA beat reporters, lots of people around the game of basketball. But can you like distinguish, you know, your experience from like the high school and college game and compare that to the atmosphere of like street and park basketball?
2: Um, definitely like high school is is more um it's a, a learning, a learning edge in my opinion. Just high school, you know, you're learning, they're prepping you for the next level. College, pretty much the same thing, they're prepping you for the next level. Once you hit pro, you know, you're supposed to be technically, you know, the, the best you're going to be because, you know, you want to be putting up those numbers to where, you know, you get paid or whatever the case may be. But with street ball, I feel like as soon as you enter that rim, you don't have time to pretty much get better because I feel like where you start is where people is going to label you to be that. Like, it doesn't oh matter God. how better you get where you start at and the angle you take about it is where you'll be at. So if you start off as just, let's just say you start off as just a guy that just, you know, plays defense forever, no matter what you do, they're going to say, Oh yeah, that's the guy that plays defense. <laughs> so I, I feel like that's the difference. Like, you know, high school, college pros, you know, you can develop, you know, people they are going to track that. But once you start off, like it took a, a long time for people to say, Oh no, nah, he can actually hoop. Like he's just not a dunker. And you know, it, 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 it also just boils down into, you know, just how you express yourself, you know, posting, um, just being one with your audience just being up front with your audience um definitely helps but I think just that streetball rim is what you are is what you are and you know the internet is undefeated
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's fascinating so even though you know maybe on a on a national level you know games are more televised in like the college and pro game it sounds like you know, based on that connection with the internet for one thing. Um, but also there's much more of an element of reputation being built early on in the street
2: game. That, no, definitely. Like your your reputation is pretty much everything. Mm. Um how you interact with your fan base, you know, you have the good guys and you have the villains. That's in everything. You're gonna have the good guys and the villains. If you're that villain, that's what you're gonna be. That's what you're gonna have to, that's the the standard that you're gonna have to be. So, you know, just my, just my opinion is just come in, you know, at your, be your best, you know, whatever you want people to, you know, want, want whatever you want people to know you as, you know, be that. If you want to be just a, a, a ball player in general in the street ball realm, come out being that ball player. If you want to just be that dunker, be that dunker. If you want to be a guy that's just known, you know, for just talking junk, be that, but just understand whatever that foundation you laid, that's what you, you know, you have to sleep in. So, um,
0: and uh, Duke, is is it something, you know, being a, like a basketball influencer, however you want to term it, um, is that something that dawned on you, like in your late teens, that this was something that could be a career option? Or when did that kind I, of all
2: click? I never would've, I never would've thought this. Like it was during the pandemic um, I had, I was working. Um, I was a manager at uh, Pepsi and I was pretty comfortable, you know, I was making good money. So, you know, I'm comfortable. I would hoop, you know, from time to time, like do like men's leagues, tournaments. And um I heard like a, a buddy of mine called me and was like, Yay, man, ball is life. They got some guys coming out um to the park. And at the time it wasn't like it wasn't no squads or nothing. It was it was Frega, uh Nick Briz, Zach, Austin, uh, Slim and a couple a couple others. Um, but it was it wasn't a team at the time. Oh yeah, Jordan Sutherland. And um they just go, you know, they'll do a little dunk show and then they'll play. So uh, I had every excuse in the book. I'm like, man, you know, they had, they, it was in Claremont, Florida. I'm like, bro, that's like 30, 40 minutes from me. I got to work tonight, blah, 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 making excuses. And my boy, he was like, you know, just pull up. So, you know, I went, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a hooper. So I went, you know, to go out there and compete. We ended up getting on the very last game, like the very last game. <laughs> and um, we went out there and it's like, the crowd was just, I, I was amazed. I'm like, why are these people here? Like, you know, it's just, it's just a regular <laughs> people just hooping. You know, I seen the cameras there, but you know, I'm not thinking it's a big deal. Like, you know, maybe they just, you know, recording for whatever they want to record for. And uh, I went out there, and it's like the first time I touched the ball when I dunked it, and just, the crowd went crazy. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I, I still didn't think it was nothing, up until like right at, like, at the end, Austin came up to me like immediately when the game was over, and he came up to me, like, "Bro, I need your number," and we exchanged information. And then from that point, um, um, one of the guys that were over us at the time, he had uh, wrote me. Balls I, like, I was like, hey, man, you want to do a part takeover with us? I'm like, you know, cool. You know, I'm still not thinking it's nothing. I'm just like, you know, okay, yeah, that's pretty dope. I get my highlights and stuff like that, and I can post them. I wasn't big on social media. I had, like, maybe a 1,000 followers at that time. And um, one thing led to another. I'm, we're, 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 we're doing takeovers, and, you know, before you know it, you know, you got big guys like Cash Nasty and Marcellus Howard doing reactions. And that's when I started learning about, you know, reactions and, you know, what it could do. And then we we started – it was around Florida a lot, you know, just doing takeovers, and we were just getting millions of views. I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it's dope. It's cool. And um, <laughs> all, I, I, while all this is going on, I'm still working. And uh, Austin, he was like, um, yeah, man, I think, uh, you know, one day we're going to get paid from this. So um, my lady at home, I, I, <laughs> I went to her, and I was like, yeah, you know, one of these days, you know, I'll be able to quit, and I'll just be uh, – going to parts, playing basketball is getting paid. And she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know either, but I got a good feeling about this. And um, probably like a, another month went by and then like out of nowhere, um, they just had asked for my account information. And then like that following month, I got like a nice paycheck and I'm like, hold up. This is from playing at the park. And I'm like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's a fluke, you know, I'm going to continue to work, you know, you know, it could be a fluke second month. It was even bigger. I'm like, all right. They got one more month. Got one more, one one more month. And then I got to see him at his job no more. Third month. Boom. It was solidified. I'm like, yep, I'm out of here. I left. I didn't say a word to nobody. I clocked out and I was gone. (laughs) (laughs) And then that right there, like, that drove me to obviously want to become better, a better entertainer. Like I said, you can be an outstanding athlete, but if you're not entertaining, people are not going to want to watch you. So that's that's another key thing about this realm. You don't have to be the best player. You don't have to be the fastest. You don't have to jump the highest. As long as you're entertaining, you bring some type of entertainment value, people are going to latch on to you. And I learned that early on. I just you know, kept doing and kept doing, it. and then just one, one thing led to another, and boom, now we got a team. And we started like the street ball, realm like a team like teams in general and um then it was like a team from here a team from here a team from there this person got a team and it just just a whole wave just hit and just you know one thing led to another like I literally went from working and like six months later I played in the crew league um with YK I got reached out uh, YK Osage reached out to me played in the crew league like played against Chris Brown stuff like that connected with him got linked in with him and therefore, you know it. Like I have a role in White Man Can't Jump, <laughs> the remake, and it, it comes out this summer. So <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, like I'm definitely excited. It, it comes out this summer. They should like start like putting the previews out like during March Madness, I believe. So uh, it's gonna be crazy.
1: Well, you brought that up. Let's talk about it because I've seen some interviews. Uh, I believe Jack Harlow's in it. Um, I've heard yeah. just some rumblings. What was that experience like? And from what I've done, some homework, correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is going to be a little different of a plot. Uh, without spoiling it, can, you, can I give kind of, I guess, a little quick preview of what viewers can expect from, from that movie? Because that's a classic from Matt and I from the, you know, from the 90s. I mean, we, we watch that all the time. Yeah. So how how is bringing kind of that story into 2023? What was that process like? What was that process for you being on set?
2: I feel like it's, it's, it's going to be more modern. So people are going to be able to relate more like a lot of the stuff nowadays is social media you know it's the internet so like it's obviously going to be more up to date but like with issues and playing styles and stuff like that it's going to be more modern so i feel like people's going to connect with it and then it's also with it being a classic the people that that's like a part of the cast like i just i I think it's going to be great and then it was directed by cal matic who you know he just directed the house party and that that's that's dope so um i expect nothing nonetheless that this is going to be it's going to be great um definitely life-changing you know just just being right next to jack harlow and he's just like you know he treats you like you're you know like just like a regular person like he's not you know all the you know all the extra stuff he's just like he's a cool genuine person just being like around him and like tiana taylor and sim walls and just I, at first i was i was i was mind blown like it didn't really hit me until like, i got back home and i'm like dang i'm, I'm about to be in a movie. <laughs> and uh just the, the story behind that uh i got reached out to like six months prior um by harper is uh this lady named harper she reached out to me and was like um this movie is uh finna come up we're doing a re uh reboot of the white man can't jump um you know not saying you know you'll have a role or anything but you know would you want to be a part of i'm like of course <laughs> why not <laughs> so um originally i was supposed to be in the back like a background like a um you know somebody you know you may get seen you may not so um the the crazy part about it you know uh it was they were looking for local talent so i live in florida it was filmed in la so i had i traveled on my own dime um got like uh, my hotel on my own dime ubers all that stuff because like i said it's supposed to be a local hire i'm like you know every every day you don't get an opportunity like this so um I get there, you know. I'm changing. I know, I know a lot of the other guys that were in the cast, like being background. So you know, we just chilling and talking and stuff. And um, so we got on all like our jerseys and everything like that, uniforms and uh, like four four pretty important people came up to me and I'm just looking. And they were like, um, can we uh take a couple pictures of you? I'm like, uh, yeah. So they took the pictures. You know, boom, boom. I go sit back down. I'm talking to a friend of mine, and then they come back up and was like, um. Like this like is this in front of everybody like, yeah, we need you to uh, take off everything and go put it back in the uh, wardrobe and uh, come with us. And I'm just looking like, no, did I do something wrong? Like, I, I didn't do nothing. I sat here the whole time. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so everybody's just looking they like like, looking like, dang, what did he do? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing in the background, people like, dang, what did he do? And, uh, so we're walking towards the set at the time. I didn't know it, but we're walking towards Venice towards the set. And, um, she was like, yeah, we're, uh, we're upgrading you. And I'm like, okay. Like what, what do that mean? Like, you're going to have like an actual role. And I'm like, what, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened on the back end. I don't know. Like the person they had prior or something. I don't honestly, I don't know. And I don't care, but it was like, yeah, we're upgrading you. So like, and it was, it was cold in California at the time. So we were standing out there in the cold, like, you know, the camp where, you know, everybody be at it. It's cold so they walked me over to where I had like my own like dressing room and all that stuff like that. Like I had my own, like everything and the AC and the heat on and stuff like that. And, um, my daughter was trying to get in here, but, uh, <laughs> um, all good. yeah. So the first person I seen it was Tiana Taylor. I'm like, what? <laughs> And then um, the the person who I co-starred with, uh, his name is Zach Steiner. He played in Euphoria. He played in a lot of other like big things. And uh, he came, um, he introduced himself. He was talking to me and stuff like this. Like everybody welcomed me in like with open arms. So like obviously you know you're gonna be nervous, but I felt like at home because everybody was just like so genuine, and nice. Like even down to the director who was calmatic. He came up to me. and He's like, bro, I'm such a big fan. Like I'll be watching your videos, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're a fan of me now? That's crazy. And um, you know, we got on set. I was there for um two days. Like we're on set like 15 hours each day. Um, I respect all actors, it's definitely a grind. It's not like you just pop up, say a couple lines and, and go home. Like you do you do each take probably like 10 times each take. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't I can't spoil it, but it's definitely entertaining. Um, I know the viewers are gonna like it. And it's just that was just a blessing. And that just opened up, you know, pretty much like my my acting career. Then like right after that, I got um, I was connected with a producer from 2K and I started doing some mocap acting for uh, 2K. I'm like, he just. I feel like everything comes in full circle. Like everything happens for a reason.
0: Awesome man, I. So can you give us anything about the basketball action in the movie? You know, I'm I'm sure you've seen the original. There's some scenes a little bit questionable. No disrespect um, to Wesley Snipes. Uh. In terms of the basketball action, I, I assume that's going to be awesome. The way they film that,
2: no, nah, they, they got some hoopers in there. I say that like they they have they have some hoopers. Um, pretty much everywhere, the original like the original locations like where like all the events happen, they they're using those same um, those same places. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely some hoopers, like for sure, like some. So there, there's some hoopers in there, so I, I I take it like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be really good. It's gonna be entertaining. Um, I'm just ready to see it, you know. Just being able to see yourself on the big screen like two years ago, I was working a nine to five, and it's like now this is what I do for a living to provide for my family, and they just opened up a whole new realm of acting. Like I done did like four or five auditions like since then and stuff like that. So it's definitely it's mind boggling. Like to this day, I think about it every day. No, that's incredible
1: Duke, I want to When watching your videos I've always It's exciting But I'm like Nervous at the same time I'm like These guys Like what is going to happen At the end of this video (laughs) Like with this The crowd And just like Your opponents Like they get so angry I'm like It raises my blood pressure But it's exciting to watch So I'm like I don't know what's going to happen down At the end of this Um, Can you kind of give your mentality Because a lot of guys Get pretty salty Like you're just cooking them On the court And they just get angry And they want to get physical I'm like I don't know it seems like it's like a code of honor, just like, Hey, he beats you legitimately. Just take it and just move on. But yet sometimes it just you know, they take it extremely personal. Like what is your mentality? Do you, you kind of spot that before the game starts? Hey, there's going to be, there might be some problems.
2: Oh and yeah. And, and, yes. Yeah. So like, because we've been doing this so long, you're going to have characters, you know, like I said, you're going to have the good guys. You're going to have the bad guys. Yeah. You can see from how somebody is warming up or getting shots up, how they're going to play. Um, I always had the mindset, like, obviously we're not done, but we're, we're not going to back down, you know, just because, you know, obviously we care about everybody's safety, but like I said, we're not going to, um, we're not going to back down. Cause at the end of the day, like I said, I'm a basketball player. If I lose, I lose. I'm not going to fight you because I lost. I'm not going to, you know, escalate things because I lost. If somebody crossed me over, that's fine. I'm a basketball player. It happens. <laughs> so at the end of the day, like if it is to that extent, you know, it, we always pretty much can, you know, neutralize the 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 energy um we haven't had really like anything like too crazy um but definitely the, the energy at times it be it be bad um usually once you know everybody you know show like obviously like we're humans too like you know we're not no big time you know celebrities like we don't like to be touched no like we we're, we're basketball players we all come from you know different backgrounds but you know once like once they just see like hey like they they like they're regular guys like they, they treat us like like we're one of them, is is never an issue after that.
1: So I want to ask you, when watching your videos, what pops into my mind is the the NBA lockout from 2011, when there was no basketball. When you saw LeBron, KD is playing in like high, you know, regular gyms, the Rucker hmm. League, and I think now I we're seeing kind of a melding of you know professional basketball with just street ball as well. Um, do you see that? becoming more of a reality where you might see in a few years, like in the off season, I realized that a lot of the NBA players, they play in the Drew League, they play in a lot of pro-amps, but they might just pop up on one of these, one of your guys's, you know, tournaments or events that you guys have as well. Um, is that, do you think that's a distinct possibility
2: in the future? Just because oh, of the popularity? Uh, no, nah, for sure. Uh, what's so crazy. Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm in here, I'm, I'm, I'm in central Florida yeah. and, um, I just always post these runs, like these, the sporter runs and stuff like that. And, um, Kenneth Fareed reached out to me and was like, Hey man, next time you hooping, let me know. I'm like, hmm? <laughs> 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 I'm like okay, whatever, whatever. Okay. Whatever. So, um, I had reached out. I'm like, yeah, we hooped on this day, blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna record from on YouTube. So he actually popped out. He popped out and we went out there, and, you know, we just went crazy together. Like it was like Everything, like I said, everything happened for a reason. Like um, Hansel Emanuel popped up. We played against him. Um, a lot of, like, other big names were there, and we just were just out there just going crazy, just dunking and stuff like that. And then um, Kenneth, he actually told me, he was like, that day when we hooped together, that motivated him to, like, just get back out there, go through, you know, rehab, and, and, and go back and, and start back playing. He was like, because I'm, I'm 29, and, like, he like, the way you're dunking and playing, he's like, there's no excuse for me. And he went back out, he rehabbed, and, you know, now he's in the G League, he's back in the G League, he's playing overseas, and he was like, like, that motivated me, like, that inspired me to get back going. And I just, I take that every day, like, dang, you just never know who you inspire. And I definitely feel like, yeah, obviously, more league guys are going to tap in. I mean, I had Dennis Smith, right, but we was in North Carolina, he was like, y'all lucky I wasn't there. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, he he, he literally DM'd me, he's like, hey, I heard y'all came, y'all did y'all thing, but y'all lucky I wasn't there. <laughs> so like it's definitely it's, it's, it's a very thin line for sure
0: duke and, and you don't have to name any names or anything but do you think there's a lot of also like hesitancy on the pro side to like go you know play in in these street and park games uh that it might damage their reputation as a pro
2: i think it's definitely hesitancies because um they look at as they say youtubers Mm-hmm. I don't even know what like what does that mean because we get paid from a platform like you don't know what we, we i played pro before mm-hmm. so because i'm on youtube now i'm just a youtuber uh, a guy that just never played basketball and just record videos like you never know who what someone's backstory is and i feel like they feel like their name will be tarnished because they did mm-hmm. that and then but what if they what they realized they came out there they will probably they'll take some else so I think it definitely stops them, <laughs> stops some players from going out there because they don't want to be looked at as a, a YouTuber or a TikToker or anything like that. For sure.
0: Do you think um, with with your guys' routine? I mean, I'm sure it's a it's a grind playing on in, in those park games. Uh, what you guys are doing, you know, probably several games at a time when you're filming. Um do you feel your preparation athletically I mean you've you've been you know you mentioned like on the pro side on the college side of things do you feel your preparation is pretty similar to uh, stuff like the pros are doing
2: Uh no nah, definitely we don't work I, I'm not going to say we 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 have I want we don't work as hard because it's not mandatory Um mm-hmm. I feel like in my opinion we all we we obviously all could work harder um, but we do just enough because, you know, we have to, you know, make sure we're posting on social media, um, constantly, you know, it's, it's all different type. You got Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. So that takes up a lot of time. So it's either, it's like a a, 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 give and take, you know, if you're working out, then you know, you're not posting or you're not editing or something like that. So you, time management is everything, but I feel like, uh, everything is the way that it should be. And I feel like, uh that line is just going to get just more thin and you just never know. Somebody may get an opportunity. Like if I, if I got an opportunity to go to the G league, um, honestly, I would think about it because I know with that, you know, it's the practices, the workouts, the traveling. And I know like my content would like, would take a huge hit. And mm. obviously if it, if it isn't worth it, money-wise, I mean, obviously you have an opportunity to go to the NBA, but it's still an opportunity that you don't. Mm
1: -hmm. So
2: you just have to look at just take that's my mindset. You have to take all that into consideration. Like obviously it'll sound good, yeah, I play in the G League and I play, you know, for the NBA G League, but at the same time, your content and what people love you for is taking a hit. So is it worth, you know, potentially losing a fan base that you could forever have for opportunity that you might make it or you might not? So it's just it's, it's different things like that to think about for sure.
1: Uh, that that's fascinating because usually we hear about prospects going to the G League, international, or the NBA. Usually it's like, okay, are they going to now? Nowadays it's usually you know overtime or is it college? Um, mm-hmm. or is it, but now there's another option, which is the street ball option. So mm-hmm. do you see that being a viable option? Like you said, like other prospects that are you know in the ESPN top one hundred, you know they may forgo, you know, going to Duke and, you know, they have that one year rule. They might just, you know, do what you're doing, build their influence platform. And then who knows what happens after that? Do you see that becoming a
2: viable option in the future? Oh, no, nah, for sure. Like if guys had the recipe, like let's say, for instance, I went to Duke, I want to be one and done. Yeah. If you track your, you obviously you're building a fan base already. Duke has a huge fan base. You know, you're going to be verified, all that good stuff like that. You have the fan base. You make yourself an entertainer, but you're already a hooper and you just film it and just get somebody behind it that can edit, you know, really good. And you just post consistently. That's already building your fan base. So now when you do leave and decide to do what you want to do, even if you go overseas, you can still film that as a series. Or if you want to, like I said, just do content creation. Hey, man, you know, I play that dude, but, you know, I'd rather, you know, come out and do this, this, this and that. Like kind of like destroying, you know, he was at UCF and stuff like that. And he chose the content creation realm. And look what it did for
1: him. No, that's that's incredible. He <laughs> you got your your story. just got me thinking of all these possibilities. It's it's really <laughs> incredible. And I think for basketball fans, I think it's a story to really watch in the future because um, I think you know again when Matt and I you know were just growing up in the '90s, it's like you know you watch Jordan, you know on uh, you know NBA on NBC. Now there's all these options. The world is really open in terms of the world of basketball. It's incredible for sure. Um, Duke, really appreciate you coming on to the show Please let our viewers and listeners know Where they can find you on social media Where they can find your content Um, The remake of White Man Can't Jump And anything else you're working on as well
2: Um, My YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram Is all Duke Skywalker D-U-K-E-S-K-Y-W-A-L-K-A Got White Man Can't Jump coming up Um, I got some more uh, stuff for 2K coming up Some motion capture stuff um, i did a couple of, of self tapes so i may you know may be in some 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 future stuff going on but uh definitely still pushing the brand uh with baller's life uh we have a tv show that we're about to pursue Ooh, Nice. yeah nice. yeah so that's a little I'll give you a little sneak peek but it's definitely <laughs> it's it's in the woodworks um it's uh it's about the you know the east coast squad and the west coast squad so uh Um, I think it's going to be very entertaining. You know, you never know, you know, a big company like Netflix may pick it up. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, but yeah, we definitely, that's like in the mix as we speak. So be on the lookout for that for sure.
1: Awesome, Duke. This has been incredible. Thanks for taking some time. Really appreciate it.
2: Uh, Thank you guys for having me for sure.